You are listening to Herb Mentor Radio by Learning Herbs. I'm John Gallagher. And I'm Tara Ruth. So usually we interview a special guest on the pod, but today to bring in the new year, we're actually just going to talk the two of us. Really? There's nobody here? Nobody else here. Oh my gosh, nobody is here but you and I. I So fun. I mean, in how many years? Of many years of Urban to Radio, I don't think we've I've never never not had it. I guess so. This is kind of new. So, uh, what are we talking about then today? Great question. Basically, we're thinking about with bringing in the new year. It's this time of year where there's so much pressure to have New Year's resolutions oh, and God, go, so go, much go. Uh, right? <laughs> do I have to come up with one of those? <laughs> no, no, no. Don't worry. Okay, That's okay, part okay. of the pod today. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, but it's a lot of pressure, right? It to is. just like hit the ground running right after the holiday season. And we were like, what would feel nice for our nervous systems mm. in this moment? <laughs> mm. And I just started thinking a lot about how much herbs have really supported me during this time. Of year and to really help me drop into living in tune with the seasons and how winter actually really asks of us to rest and to be still and to be in this moment of pause rather than going and going Mm -hmm. onto the next New Mm -hmm. Year's resolution. So I have a few little tips for us for grounding into the winter season, for supporting our nervous systems, and then how we can start to think about how we want to plan our year ahead from this really nourished state, abundant state. Well, that sounds awesome. And also, you know, I always like find it interesting that, you know, you talk to herbalists and natural health people are always like rest in the winter, rest in the winter, uh-huh. right? And it's like, what do we do in the darkest time of the year during December? We amp it up, you know? Right? <laughs> and then we make these resolutions, like you said. Mm-hmm. And then we get disappointed in ourselves about two weeks later. And then it's yep. February. Yeah. <laughs> on to Valentine's Day. It's on to yeah. spring. I know, right? Totally. I know, right? So, um, so yes, herbs. So what are your go-to herbs and practices during this time of year, Tara? I'm so glad you asked, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, of one of the things I've been really working with lately is just doing a simple tea with oat straw and hawthorn and cardamom and cinnamon. And it's so funny, a little while ago, I mentioned this recipe in passing on like an Herb Mentor newsletter. And mm-hmm. then all these people emailed me about it. Um, yeah. And I just, I didn't think that much of it. So I was like, oh, this is what I do all the time when it's cold out and when I want to nourish myself. Right. So. Yeah, I thought it would be really sweet to well, share that with our listeners. And, and I, I, I remember when I first started learning about herbs over 20-something years ago that the whole concept of, you know, thinking about the seasons and the energy yeah. and that um, was foreign, let alone that, you know, you could sort of plug in different herbs different times of year. So right? I think this is awesome that, that, you know, <laughs> that you put this together for us here today. So. I- Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like there's just so much pressure to be in a constant state of outward expansion and productivity and just going and going, especially, and I just, like you're saying, I especially notice it this time of year when winter's like, Hey, now it's time to chill. And then we have all this new year's resolution energy. So yeah, with herbs, I'm really thinking about it this time of year. So I'm looking at the seasons, right? I'm like, okay, it's Mm -hmm. cold out and the weather is a little bit drying and I'm feeling a little bit depleted. Like what would be really nice for me? at this time of year. And I oh, think you're about... Like, the, the, the weather's just drying where you are. I know. It's 97% <laughs> humidity up true, in the Northwest. <laughs> still cold. I, still cold, though. Totally. But, yeah. but it's drying inside the house because, you know, wood yeah. stove, burnt the heat's For on. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> yes, good point. So yeah, I really think about nourishing and warming the body. So this first tea blend that I have with oat straw and hawthorn and cardamom and cinnamon is just this beautiful mixture of really nourishing herbs like oat straw, which are particularly nourishing for the nervous system and our mm -hmm. nervous tissue. And it just kind of feels like I think of oat straw for the person who's like, I feel really burnt out. My nerves feel fried. All of these sayings that we have around fire and dryness and the oats just come in and really help moisturize oh, right. and nourish our tissues. Right. And they taste really good too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So how do we make this tea? You know, Great you? question. I'm so <laughs> glad you asked. Oh. Well, I mean, everyone's yeah. thinking it. You can't talk totally. about it. And now tell us how to make it. Come on. I, I know, right? Like I did on that newsletter. I was like, yeah, by the way, I like to make this. Um, make this on to the next thing. <laughs> I know. Everyone was like, you left us hanging. Um, <laughs> right? It's all on yeah. purpose. Yes, <laughs> yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. long game. <laughs> but yeah, basically I, so I have the recipe that I was going to share in a little blog post later, but I basically add a handful of oat straw, a little, a small handful of either dry or fresh hawthorn berries, and then a pinch of cardamom and a pinch of cinnamon, both in the powdered form. And I just put that in a pot of water and I simmer it for about 15 minutes. And then once it's done simmering, I strain it and I drink it warm or cold. Either mm. works. But I especially like it warming uh, mm. during this time of year. And it's just so good to share with friends, too, because it's I don't know about you, but sometimes there are those medicinal teas that I drink. And I'm like, this doesn't really taste that good, but I will drink it, you know, to <laughs> really help my body. But this one is like, oh, I actually really want to drink this. It tastes delicious. And I like how you're measuring in handfuls and pinches. So it all depends on your hand size, but um, yeah. but it all probably is, is correlated to your, your body size. So it's all good. For and, sure. and that's a good way to think too, right? I mean, you're getting to just kind of get us, you know, you do this and you get a sense of, mm -hmm. it's like cooking, Yeah. you know, dash of this, dash of that. And, and, you know, you experiment, right? So maybe you made it with a pinch and a small handful and you're like, mm -hmm. Ooh, that's way too much cardamom. Well, next time, put a little less in, and then you'll get a sense of that herb. You just learn, remember everyone's learning about all these herbs as we're using them. For sure. Yeah. And that's the nice thing about this recipe too, is that these herbs are very much like, almost like fortified foods, even the hawthorn berries, you know, you can eat them as a jam. The mm. oat straw, it comes from the oat plant and we mm -hmm. eat oats all the time and we add cardamom and cinnamon into our foods. So these are plants where we have a lot of wiggle room to play with our dosage yeah. and we don't have to be scared, you know, like, oh no, did I have too much oat <laughs> in my diet today? Right. Keep it simple. <laughs> Any more about teas or should, uh, I was going to ask about tinctures, like, cause yeah. you know, sometimes, um, you know, it's nice to reach out for a tincture just for convenience. Uh, let's say I'm, you know, out all day or going away for a couple days or I don't know, yeah. there's some herbs that work well in tinctures. For sure. Let's yeah. dive into tinctures. Okay. I would love to. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So when we talk about tinctures, of course, there are so many different herbs out there that we could choose at any time of the year. Mm -hmm. uh, but one of the ones that I really find myself reaching for during these times where I'm feeling a little bit more tension and stress in my nervous system is blue vervain. Oh, are you familiar with blue vervain, I John? I am now. So Ooh. Thomas Easley, uh, the uh, mm -hmm. awesome herbalist at the Eclectic School of Herbal Medicine, he um, visited when he recorded uh, the course on Herb Mentor. 
Thomas mm-hmm. Easley's Radical Herbal, which if you haven't listened to all you urban tour folks, I suggest you listen to. It's yes. awesome. But uh, he was like, John, uh, well, you know, like, you know, how's this like, well, uh, you know, kind of accent. <laughs> so I'm going to do my best Thomas Easley. <laughs> that is no, a, I'm not. That's I a good wanna, impression. It's going to get around. I bet you better not. <laughs> But he suggested Blue Vervain because, you know, he met me hanging out in person. He's like, that'd be a good herb for you, John. And, <laughs> totally. um, and so, yes, I've been taking the tincture and I really like Ooh, it. Nice. You know, um, I'm one of those people, too, who an herbalist has gone up to and been like, hey, buddy, have you heard of Blue Vervain? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. So What's this you, plant? <laughs> if you have a podcasting tendency, then <laughs> Blue Vervain might be for you. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the very first indications, actually. (laughs) Yeah. And some of the other indications for this herb are what people might describe as the type A personality. Uh, Someone who's very driven, Mm -hmm. someone who holds a lot of their stress in their neck and their shoulders. Check, check. Yes, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And we think about it too with... um, there's so many different types of anxiety, right? That someone can tend towards, but yes. with blue vervain, you particularly think about, <laughs> oh my gosh, me too. Wow. <laughs> We're so blessed. <laughs> right. So yeah, with blue vervain, the particular thought pattern that's happening that this plant is indicated for is when you fixate on one thing and it almost feels like your brain's just in a little hamster wheel, like mm-hmm. just going and going on that one thought. Mm. Blue vervain really helps us let go of that one thought and breathe our shoulders down a little bit further and just be more present and grounded. Mm. <laughs> and it is so nice for my so nervous system. How would I use, so I have my tincture, I have blue vermin yeah. tincture, whether I make it and you can learn to make it or mm-hmm. I, you know, pick it up somewhere. Um, am I doing like, am I taking a dropper full a day or a few a day? How, or when mm-hmm. I feel like I need it, what do you, how do you use it? Totally. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. I take about upwards of two droppers full three times a day. Oh. And it's also a great herb since it's so bitter. It's a great herb to take 20 minutes before you eat because as a bitter herb, it helps stimulate all of our mm. digestive secretions and help with any stagnancy that we might be feeling in our digestion, which can also come up during this time of year with all those, you know, heavy meals that we're kind of still integrating from the holiday mm-hmm. season. Yeah. So it's a great one. And to also take, you know, near bedtime, especially if you're someone who can have those racing thoughts. I'm the kind of person who never remembers to take anything before a certain time. Yeah. Yeah. So, you you know, I know we always say 20 minutes for this half hour, but, but I yeah. just, I just suck at that. <laughs> I never, I'll remember totally. like three twice and then I'll yeah. be like, all right. So, yeah. Is that a good, that must be a good indicator for blue veins. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the second indication, actually. Second indication. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where you don't want taking the tincture to be a cause of anxiety in itself. So if you forget at your meal, you can always take it afterwards, too. It's no biggie. So yes. and forgive yeah. yourself. Yes. That's what we need to do this yes. time of year. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's okay. Everything's going to be okay. Right? <laughs> Yes. That's <laughs> Calling what in through Vermeer. Yes. I are here to tell it. Tell all of you listening. Right. Oh my you gosh. Know, you know, yeah, you know, again, you know, speaking of which, you know, like mm-hmm. uh some there are practices, rituals, things, you know, mantras, things we could tell her, you know, like get into, especially rituals yeah. and practices. Um, you know, whether you know, 
I was going to say, I was just going to say, if you have a little time on your hands, but really, if you don't have the time on your hands, it's probably a good indicator that you maybe there, it, there, it is a good idea to build in a little time yeah. um, for, especially in the winter, because mm-hmm. uh, we are so programmed to go, 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 got to yeah. get this present, got to go to, you know, auntie. Uh, you know, who, I don't know. I'm just making them in Susie's house and, 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 you know, for the holidays and bring, get all the presents ready and make mm-hmm. the pie. Absolutely. So, uh, we're talking, yeah. you know, winter, this time of year, ritual practices. What do you recommend? For sure. And I just want to say too, even taking a tincture can be a ritual practice uh, for you. Like if, if it feels too intimidating, you know, to brew up this big cup of tea or to incorporate herbs in other ways, even taking that tincture, even if you only get to it once a day, that is still in itself a beautiful ritual to engage with. Uh, Um, Yeah. And just one other thing about blue vervain, I should say is that uh, a few contraindications with this plant. So one, we don't want to be taking blue vervain during pregnancy. And then also consumed in excess, blue vervain can make you feel a little nauseous and can induce vomiting. It doesn't do that at the dosage okay, now you're we recommend. Sound like that voice at the end I of the know, pharmaceutical I commercials. <laughs> I know. I just have to say though, because as someone who got so excited about blue vervain, I was like, I'm gonna take so much of this. I just went way over the dosage and I was like, I feel a little nauseous now. So I don't want anyone else to, to fall into that um excitement, you know, hmm. with the plant. Oh, why why we're still yeah. on blue vervain? Did you write a plant profile on Herb Mentor? Yeah, I did. I got to write about oh. Blue Vervain a few months ago. And it mm-hmm. was such a treat to really dive in deep with this plant. And I have more information there about dosages and other uses of this plant and different ways of preparing it. And yeah, so many, so much great stuff about Blue and, Vervain. And for Herb Mentor members, if you're new, when you log in on the top right, you'll see it tab that says herbs, I think, something yes, like that. Yes, it and does. Then you click on that. <laughs> we keep it simple. <laughs> keep herbs. It simple. And then you click on the herb. There's the pretty pictures and then you go in there and everything you need to know is right there. And well-researched in sure. a place you can trust all these herbal monographs because, yes. you know, yeah, they're on the, the internet. You can't always trust everything you read. It's so hard, especially Except with herbs. if it's from us. <laughs> yes. Then you can trust it. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Learningherbs.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> totally. There's no subliminal advertising yes, yes. in this podcast. <laughs> None at all. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and that is the winter uh, mantra that... Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, were, we were talking about rituals and things. Yes, like, yeah, rituals. Yeah. Let's get back to that. Yeah. Let's go, yeah. Totally. Or to it. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, so if you do happen to have a little more time on your hands, a great winter ritual to engage in is... It's something called oilination or body oiling. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, it's really popular in Ayurveda. And in other traditions as well. But basically, it just entails taking some oil, the oil that you cook with. So I often use sesame oil because that's a little bit warming. It's quality as an oil, which is really nice for me because I run so cold. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people really love sunflower oil too because that one is not as thick and a little more easily absorbable. 
and you just take a little bit of that oil and you just rub it all over your body, basically. And you're just really nourishing your tissues and you're creating a physical barrier between your body and the cold, harsh weather of winter. (laughs) I've never, I've never done this to myself before. Oh, it feels so amazing. I mean, like you get a massage and then there might be oils used on, you know, but like, that's awesome. Totally. Yeah. And you can really just give yourself a massage while you're doing it too, you know? Great use for all those oils that you made all summer. You made that St. John's Ord oil, you know, it's it's uh, St. John's Ord oil is so amazing. So many uses it. You make quarts of it and you're like, then you end up Mm -hmm. the next year with, you know, like, so use them in the winter. Yeah, I was going to say St. John's Wort is one of my favorite oils to use during this time of year. I actually, I will often make my St. John's Wort oil in the summer thinking of winter. Like, oh yes, this is going to be the perfect plant to work with during this time of year. Well, but, in, yeah. in these northern um, latitudes, I don't know about California, but it's blooming around the summer solstice. So we're bringing yeah. that sun energy into the winter. Exactly. Yeah. It's really beautiful to, Mm. to work with that one. And if you, you know, for most of us, I've, I've never heard of St. John's wort blooming in the winter. So for most of us, we might not have access to this plant right now. And a great one to work with is rosemary or lavender. Mm. So you can infuse dried rosemary or lavender into some oil. Oh, mm-hmm. look, uh, listen, the, the, uh, the ra- it's time for the radiator. The radiator's <laughs> coming on now. So I'm, more, I, I'm, I'm, t- I'm talking to you from a 135 or 40-year-old building with <laughs> radiators from like the early 20th century. And then every once in a while, it just, it might, it just starts clanging. Like it's like you're someone beating the radiator with a wrench, you know? And so if you hear something going on in the background, it's my radiator. It's our guest. It's our guest radiator. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We lied at the beginning. We actually do have a special guest. Um, (laughs) Yes. Hey, radiator. Yes. Well, you know, think about the radiator in winter, Tara, is it's very warming. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> and everyone have a radiator. Wow. Would you say it's like kind of a warming adaptogen? It's because it's just a great one to just work with over time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I yeah. can dry my socks. Oh, um, great. <laughs> I, love, I love that. So any other like, you know, we're talking about herbal oiling, which is really cool. But yeah. um, there could be a lot of other rituals such as you could journal. It's a good time yeah. for reflection thinking of meditation, things like that, you know? Yeah. I think about honestly rest, like Mm. how do you ritualize rest in your life right now? You know, Mm. whether it's having a sweet bedtime routine or taking a nap or, you know, cozying up on the couch with your favorite book, just how do we really set our nervous systems into this space of deep restoration during this time? Mm. And I was, Mm -hmm. I'm getting better at this, but Kimberly, um, my amazing wife, for those mm-hmm. of you who haven't met Kimberly on Learning Herbs, um, all through raising children, they're all grown now, but all, you know, raising them. She was always so good at taking a moment of rest to journal mm-hmm. in the morning or to sit by the fire and read, you know, just take a little time out of the day. And so I always really respect her for that yeah. ability. <laughs> Totally. I really think about Kimberly as someone who lives in harmony with the seasons in such a beautiful way, really embodies, you know, that herbal mindset. Well, she would appreciate that because she definitely has 
integrated. At, and, you know, I've known her 25 years and in the beginning when she was starting to, to do that. And now mm-hmm. it's so integrated. I don't even think she knows she's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? mm, um, so beautiful. I came home yesterday and she was there knitting by the fire. Uh, yes. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so cozy. Mm. So I love that you're really encouraging us to think seasonally and how we can use different herbs and remedies at different times of the year to support our health. And I'm wondering if you have any advice on how listeners can incorporate the seasonal mindset into their herbal practice. Year Absolutely. Round. Yeah, yeah. I actually just wrote a little guide for all of our herb mentor members Ooh. and yeah, woohoo, um, for planning your herbal year ahead. And it gives just really helpful structure for thinking about each season from an herbalist perspective. And I think one of the best ways to, you know, think like an herbalist with the seasons is to really just think about how a plant's life cycle works Mm -hmm. and just get back to basics, you know, thinking about a seed hibernating in the winter, gaining enough nourishment during this time so that it can sprout in the spring and how it really needs that nourishment in order to be able to sprout. And then that sprout in spring grows up tall and flourishes in the summer. Hmm. And then it fruits in the fall and we harvest it. And it goes back into that life cycle of hibernation and reseeding. And yeah, really paying attention to the plants is super instructive for how Mm -hmm. we want to treat our bodies and thinking about how each season feeds the next. Mm -hmm. So by nourishing ourselves right now, we can think about how we want to sprout into the spring and all the beautiful mm. gifts we want to harvest for, for our years in the fall and in the summer. And so with all of this in mind as an herbalist, I thought it would be helpful for us to think about a few key things for each season, you know, like what we want to be harvesting in each season, what plant allies we want to work with, a few different remedies we want to make, and then some body systems to support. And these are just a few different ways that we can guide ourselves through each season. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, like in nature, right? You, you mm-hmm. can't imagine uh, plants being healthy and sprouting in the spring if they didn't have the time to rest in the winter. And before right. that, not having the compost of the leaves coming down mm-hmm. onto them. And those leaves wouldn't happen if they never, you know, if they, if they never leafed, you know, or and then you, keep, you even go backwards, you know, all the way. And so these cycles of nature, we are, I mean, that's the most powerful teaching, I think, in herbs and herbalism is, mm-hmm. um, you know, really connecting us to nature. And I think that's, that's what one of the greatest gifts was. And that's so important for our health, which is, you know, which I study five element acupuncture, which is takes the same kind of seasonal cyclical phases. Mm. Um, Oh, you know, and it makes me think on, um, we have a course, uh, like an audio course. Hey, that's a great thing to do if you're hanging out in those late summer. (laughs) We have a great called, called, uh, called five, those are five phases. Um, is, wait, that's the name, right? Am I losing it? Is yes. It my faces. Why am I blanking out? Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. It's so, Larkin is so amazing. And she taught, uh, and she taught this course. So, so five phases, the nature of your health. And that's a great one to listen to, uh, to kind of go a little deeper into what we're both talking about here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. and, and when I think about, you know, like the herbal practice year round, I, I don't know about you. Sometimes I think ahead about like, oh, what what's one plant a season I'd like to learn? You know, I'd like for to sure. 
chickweed in the spring, or maybe mm-hmm. it's gathering calendula flowers only by calendula in the summer, all mm-hmm. the way through. And then, you know, then and, and that can just keep it really simple and and go deep into uh into one plant each 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 season. Absolutely. And I think mm-hmm. Working with these seasons too helps remind us to that we don't have to live in scarcity, that we don't have to get everything done this winter or this one spring. Like we cycle through the next year and do it all over again. Yeah. So we really get yeah. this cue from nature to to take our time. Well, it's a spiral, really. You know, something mm-hmm. about like a circle. Think of seasons mm-hmm. as a circle. But mm-hmm. if you look at in the universe, you know, galaxies are in a spiral. DNA yeah. is in a spiral. And mm-hmm. and each year, you know, we don't go back to the beginning point. We grow mm-hmm. a little and we go up a level on that spiral, right? And we're Absolutely. Go up. So I like I like that imagery. Yeah, you know, that's so you know. good. It's called mm-hmm. the herbal spiral. Yes. Herbal <laughs> <year>. <laughs> New course. <laughs> New course, the herbal spiral. Um, so yeah, the herbal spiral bound notebook. I don't know, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, so, <laughs> exactly. so, we're, so we're planning our year ahead. Um, yeah. Honor mentor. What's the name of the guide you made? A little yes, article? it's planning your herbal year. Nice. Okay, that's a <laughs> yeah. good title. Keeping it simple. <laughs> we have our herbs header for our plant profiles and our planning your herbal year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now you can kind of, and it helps folks also know get an idea right on how to build or blend herb that's a good way of putting it blending herb mentor into your life because it's not a point a to point b thing it's yeah hey we just told you about a a monograph you can look up a plant profile you just talked about a course you can listen to um you know we talked about saint john's word oil maybe that's mm-hmm. a plant that you want to put on that seasonal calendar to learn about and collect i remember that first time i identified saint john's word the first time and um out on a on a trail and I would how rewarding that was. Uh, like, oh, I found it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> starting that relationship and building relationships. And that's you know what it's about. Totally. Um, so, so, so great. And 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 so this is a you know a direction we're gonna we're gonna go here in Herb Mentor and Herb Mentor Radio, uh, talking and helping people connect with seasons and and what plants are happening and to work on. So we'll be doing this on, on for, for more seasons in the future, correct? Mm-hmm, we sure will. We sure will. <laughs> yes. And we'll be doing interviews, of course, continuing with the radiator. interviews with the radiator. <laughs> Not the radiator. We're going to have guests, like guests. <laughs> and we have something else, uh, you know, coming called Herb Notes, which I'm not going to talk uh, what it is exactly yet, but it's a little something we're working on to put on the yes. podcast feed as well for everybody. So mm-hmm. we have some exciting plans and that we've been sketching out for the next year during this quiet period in the winter. Ooh, I'm so excited. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and so we, of course, you know, we're talking about Herb Mentor. Um, anytime, if you don't if you don't know what that is, you can always go to HerbMentor.com and read about it. But if you go to HerbMentorRadio.com, that's what you're listening to right now. Um, mm-hmm. I often will have a little deal uh, for our, our podcast listeners if you're really interested in want to check it out because it's like a dollar to try it for a week and you can cancel if you don't like it why not try it out you know? <laughs> absolutely that's what I say. <laughs> so um, tara you have anything you want to wrap it up with here today on this wintry seasonal slowing down and relaxing podcast mm, yes i just want to leave us with 
a reminder that all of these practices that we've talked about here today, they mm. don't just have to happen during the winter. They'll be available to us all year round. Mm. So you don't have to stress about accomplishing, you know, making this herbal tea by this time or mm -hmm. doing this tincture or oiling your body by mm -hmm. this day. It's all about, you know, resting at this time and also mm. having fun. Mm -hmm. This is just a great opportunity to really bring a little more joy and fun into the season. And I'm mm. excited for all of you to bring more herbs into your life. Oh, thank you, Tara, for sharing your wisdom with us today. And thanks for everyone for listening. And we'll see you on the next Herb Mentor Radio. Yes. Thanks, everyone. Happy winter. Herb Mentor Radio is written and produced by John Gallagher and Tara Ruth. Sound engineering by Zach Frank. Visit HerbMentorRadio.com to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and for information on how to be part of Herb Mentor, your home for herbal education. Herb Mentor Radio is a production of LearningHerbs.com, LLC, all rights reserved. Thank you so much for listening.